You need to get really clear on your vision for why you do what you do. I'd like to welcome Natalie Sisson to the Productivious Podcast. Natalie, thanks for joining me today. I'm so thrilled to be here, Mike. It has been a while. I mean, as we're recording this, um, it is the four-year anniversary of the last time we saw each other in person. I'm almost <laughs> positive at FinCon. It's probably the last time anyone saw anyone, really, in this era. That we're <laughs> but it was, um, I remember that uh, we were in San Diego, and Joshua Becker, who's also been on the program and is a friend of ours, uh, was there. And we were chatting about, you were you were making making a transition and uh, from, from the suitcase entrepreneur to you know, the more personalized brand of Natalie Sisson. And we haven't talked much about that since then. And the reason that I want to kind of, I want to start there because I think that a lot of people right now, especially when it comes to their productivity and time management are so caught up in the level of uncertainty in the world. And when you were making that decision to say, I want to shift away from this one persona, let's say, that you were doing to this other one, how much of that was, you know, prefaced by, I need more certainty with where I'm going to go, or I want to be able to have more options to where I want to go with my business? Actually, I think it was partly, I've been the suitcase entrepreneur traveling the world like a mofo for six and a half years and more in the business. And I'm just like a little tired. Mm. Um, so that was part of it. And then also thinking, you know, I've been doing this for so long. I feel like there's new blood, fresh um, perspectives coming in and maybe it's time for me to make way for those people. Um, and I saw a lot of young people on Instagram going, oh my gosh, I'm going on my first trip and I made my first dollar online. And I was like, you know what? I feel like that was me 10 years ago and it just felt like passing the baton was a really good thing to do. And it was also combined with maybe a little what you speak to. I actually just really wanted to head back to New Zealand and see what it felt like to put down roots and build a community in person versus just online. So it wasn't necessarily about certainty, but it was definitely about what's next. How do I reinvent myself and what's the next stage of growth for Natalie? Okay. So let's talk about growth for a second, because I think in, in, uncertain times or in areas where people are kind of feeling uneasy or overwhelmed growth is one of those things that people kind of either are uh, steer clear of or they're fearful of um how important is it for someone to pursue that like that level of growth if, if especially if they want to evolve because you and i've been doing this for a long time so there's we, yeah. we we've there's been many iterations of of how we've done what we do uh i wouldn't say pivots but definitely evolutions um how would you help someone that knows that they need to embrace growth, but they're stuck because there's a lot of fear and again, a lot of uncertainty around pursuing that? Mm, that's a great question. And I, I would say quite honestly, it's not rocket science. It's for me, my answer is baby steps. And I don't know if listeners of your show are fans of law of traction, et cetera. I actually haven't delved a heap into that. But at the end of the day, if you take all of that away, it's there is a science to growth and it comes with these little baby steps where you just take a little step towards some form of change, something that gives you a little bit of confidence and you continue making those incremental habits and changes each day. And you start to see these changes and who you are and how you feel and how you show up. 
gives you more confidence. People start to notice in you. They are attracted to that. And it's this little ripple effect, which I think often people overlook. And so if you're super down and out or you're uncertain or you're unsure or you're just stuck, it's about just those little micro, I would actually even call them micro steps towards one positive thing that you'd like to work towards. But it's interesting how suddenly it snowballs. So it might take a few months, uh, but if you're really, really focused, I think, on the vision that you hold for where you'd like to be or who you'd like to be, and more importantly, how you'd like to feel, those little micro steps really do start to add up and get you extraordinary results if you're prepared to just put your time and energy towards what you'd love to be doing and who you'd like to be. Think back to four years ago when we last saw each other and where you are now. Uh, would you even, is it is it reasonable to think that this is where you would be right now? Or is this something that as you look back, you go, wow, like we talked about this before we started recording, like four years, it both, it, it, it both seems like such a long time ago and then almost only like yesterday to a degree. So do you think that the, where you are now is kind of like, yep, this makes sense. Or is it, oh my goodness, no, this is not what I thought would happen or, and, and what did you have in mind if that's not the case? It does make sense um, where I am now, but it was a really squiggly <laughs> uncharted <laughs> path that took me here. And I really wish that had been an easier process. As I mentioned to you before we recorded, it was like, it feels like it's been a three year journey to find who is Natalie Sis and what does she want to do in the world? What's the impact she wants to make? How does she untie herself from that huge identity of the suitcase entrepreneur and forge a new path? And what is it that I want to do now? How can I show up? All those things. And I, so where I'm at right now almost feels like back those four years ago, but as a, a slightly different, more grown up person, but with as much enthusiasm and passion and excitement for where I am now. So in many ways, I felt like I started over, even though I still had my community and email list and platform. To me, it felt like a real starting from scratch. And now that I've been on this journey for about three years, I feel like I'm just ramping up to go into what I used to be at the height of that business. Does that make sense? So totally. um, Totally. It, it is now that I'm here, it's exactly where I want to be, maybe a little bit further <laughs> along already, but it's, I can, I'm just on this precipice of growth. And a lot of that has been investing in my own personal growth this year for the first time in like a couple of decades, like a lot of events that then got canceled, yep. <laughs> a lot of flights to events that also got canceled. Um, but just been really doing a lot of that work and also investing in business coaching for the first time in my 10 year entrepreneurial career and I think all of those things just like the micro steps have added up to here we are now and I'm like firing as you're talking about this and, and I'm looking back at some of the stuff that again because I mean we both what's interesting is, is and a bit inside baseball we actually have uh, my wife and you have a mutual friend from Vancouver um, and that's that was interesting. Again, Canada, this totally perpetuates the myth because you were based in Vancouver, right? And uh, and it perpetuates the myth that everyone in Canada knows everybody else. Like, <laughs> so shout out to Sebastian. Um, <laughs> but but um, what have you had to let go of? Because I think a lot of people, when they are um, pursuing, uh, you know. Or when they're when they're going along in the journey, because it's been a journey, right? And and you know, mm-hmm. what have you had to let go of and be okay with letting go of that you didn't that that you know, looking back, you're like, whew, this is something that so I would much. have always had, right? You know what I mean? Like, what how yeah. what has that been like for you? 
So much. I think um, one, I had to let go of my ego and ego is such an interesting thing because a lot of people think it's, you know, that super alter ego that you have, but actually often it's this scared um, safe space that your body and mind wants to hang out into so you protect yourself um, but I really had to let go I think of ego of who I was and where I came from to starting from this place afresh I had to let go of the identity behind my previous business and brand which kind of had preceded me or even grown past me which was pretty crazy to untangle myself from I didn't probably fully appreciate that I had to let go of what I knew in many ways like I feel like I've gone back to a beginner's mind and I've really reinvented all my understanding around digital marketing and online business and all these skills that I'd honed and refined for so many years then got a little blase about if I'm going to be really honest maybe Mm -hmm. got a little um What's the word? You get you get Complac- a little stagnant. You, complacent. You get complacent. complacent. Yeah, yeah, and you think you know what you know, and then I was like, you know what? I don't know anything. Like I, that's almost where I wanted to go back to, so that I'd reignite my passion for all these things, and that's been really exciting. But it was it was hard fought for because it takes a lot, I think, of courage to just go. Actually, maybe I'm not as good at these things as I thought I was, and maybe it's time for me to relearn a lot of stuff and also unlearn. Things. So I had to drop quite a lot of my things around, you know, tools that I use around systems that I had around practices and habits that maybe weren't serving me anymore. So I feel like there was a lot of unlearning and then relearning, which then led to growth. So really adopting that beginner mindset and, and eating a lot of humble pie. <laughs> what are you reading now that you probably wouldn't or maybe outright dismissed reading earlier on? I know for myself, I'm reading things that I, you know, that aren't necessarily like here are the you know, the best productivity books on the planet kind of thing. I'm reading things that are maybe uh, linked somehow, but only because I'm bringing the commonality to both, you know, like I can look at a book mm-hmm. and go, Oh, well, here's, here's a relationship to time or productivity that I can take out of this book and then maybe use in my own work or in my own life. What are you reading now that you, that either, you know, you're, you're immersing yourself in more or not as dismissive of as you might've been before you know, when you were, you know, quote, on the rise, I guess. Yeah, I don't think I've ever been dismissive of of other authors or work, but just probably didn't even have enough or as much time to dedicate towards it. Mm -hmm. I tell you what I'm reading right now, and I'm a huge fan of audiobooks. I listen to so many now. Um, But I just re-listened to The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, which I think the last time I picked up was when I was 20. And I only got through to Habit 5, which means I'm obviously not a highly effective person. And it was brilliant listening to it again, because that is such a timeless book. I can see why it's sold 30 million copies. But I really love that 20 sort of years-ish, a little bit more down the track. I'm like, oh, I really can understand this more now. Like I've got that lived experience of being able to go, yeah, this is actually, these are the qualities that I embody. These are some of the principles that I already have. Oh my gosh, I probably wouldn't have understood that at age 19 or 20. So that's, um, I just sometimes think coming back to some of the classics for good reason and looking at them with fresh eyes. And then I have just been listening to a lot more diverse and inclusive voices, to be honest, and Mm. reading a lot more content and material that's outside of my realm. So not really just within the business world, but just way outside of that. And partly because we now live on 10 acres of land, we're getting into permaculture, we're planting trees. And so I'm just, I'm really curious about things outside of your immediate scope that give you a different perspective because you can sometimes apply some of these principles um, and systems and design and nature to your own life and work. Uh, So I just say a lot more diverse and inclusive and just being open to different sources and different people who have completely sometimes I think opposite opinions to me or 
that I can learn from. So I'm just, I'm being much more open-minded about what can I learn from this person, even if I potentially disagree with where they're at. And you've probably seen this with all the conspiracy theories mm-hmm. recently. I'm doing a lot more, I'm, I'm ignoring all of those, but I'm what I'm really trying to do is understand where the people are coming from and what their world frame is and perspective and the paradigm that they live in so that I can give them some empathy or better understand rather than dismiss outright, you know, where they may be at. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm doing a lot of the same thing. I'm looking at different messages and I may disagree with them, but I'm not being disagreeable about them, I guess is the, is the best way. Like I'm not going to, uh, we're having an election up here. And by the time this episode's there, the, the, the election results will have happened and it becomes quite polarizing. So, and I don't think engaging in a, in a conversation on social media of all places about politics is probably the most productive use of your time. No. But, but, but I think that widening your scope and widening your lens and giving, giving yourself more knowledge and or understanding of something like permaculture. You mentioned that, like, I remember when the, when, when, you know, the summer and the spring were coming in and clearly we were going to be in, in the COVID-19 space for quite some time. I started to mm-hmm. look at gardening myself because we have urban gardening is a big thing here in Victoria. And I took one of those master classes, right? And it was one of the urban gardener ones. And one of the quotes that came from it, which is a, not a unique to this, this individual, but it just said, feed the soil, let the soil feed the plants. And I'm like, oh, that's like systems. You feed the system and the system feeds the, so I was able to immediately relate that to that. So I think that, that, you know, same thing with woodworking, you know, measure twice, cut once, you know, like those lessons that you can take and apply to the other areas of your life, not just your work either, I think is that to me is a productive use of your, your time and energy. When you can look at things and go, maybe not with the intent of how do I take this and apply it to me personally, but just being open to it, that opens you up to being able to use that or at least be aware of that so that you 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 have a better understanding of how the world around you is operating which again is the whole idea of letting go of ego cuz ego is you know you're not the center of the universe right I agree i mean just last week i took a whole week off my business and i'd planned it post my book manuscript and a launch and i did an art class i did art on shadow light and tone and it was a full 5 days of just painting and looking at the world and looking at nature and looking for light and shadow and depth and space and uh, it was a blast it was so beautiful and I didn't think about work pretty much at all and I just immersed myself and it was also really tiring because I forget how tiring it is to learn something new Mm -hmm. all these different techniques and mediums and some art history thrown in but I I really do feel like ever since just been looking at the world through a different like I look for light and shadow now and I look at where the light source is coming and how it's playing out and it's beautiful are you a small business owner struggling to find the right talent for your team I've been there and I know how challenging it can be. That's why I recommend LinkedIn Jobs. It's not just any job board. It's a community where you can find professionals who are the perfect fit for your business, many of whom aren't checking other job sites. In fact, 70% of LinkedIn users aren't visiting other leading job sites, making LinkedIn your best bet for finding top talent. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can post your job and reach qualified candidates quickly. 86% of small businesses find a qualified candidate within 24 hours. And now you can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash conversation. That's right, for free. Don't miss out on finding top talent. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash conversation today. Terms and conditions apply. 
Starting an online business or expanding your physical storefront online has never been easier thanks to Shopify. This global commerce platform supports you at every stage of your business journey. From launching your online shop to managing a million orders, Shopify is there to simplify and accelerate your growth. It's not just about selling products. Shopify helps you manage every aspect of your business with their all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system. But that's not all. Shopify helps you convert visitors into customers with the best converting checkout process on the internet, which performs up to 36% better than other platforms. And now a special offer for my listeners. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash timecrafting, all lowercase. Whether you're just starting out or looking to scale up, Shopify is the perfect partner for your business. Managing passwords can be a real headache, right? Think about it. Every website requires a new password. Each one needs to be unique, secure, and somehow memorable. But there's a better way. Welcome to the world of 1Password, where your entire company can generate strong, unique passwords, store them securely, and access them across any device without ever needing a reset. Imagine never having to click Forgot Password again. With 1Password's award-winning design, managing passwords becomes a breeze for you and your entire team. It's trusted by millions, including top companies like IBM and Slack. Here's the best part. My listeners can try 1Password for free for two weeks. Right now, get your free trial at onepasswordcom slash Productive Convo. Secure your passwords and simplify your online security with 1Password. Meal planning is important because it prevents us from being a disappointed wreck when dinner time comes around and we have no clue what to make or even if we have the ingredients to make the meal. It's a time and a money saver, but most importantly, it frees up valuable brain space. Creating a meal plan prepares us for the week to come and gives us peace of mind that we're organized and can feed ourselves and our family. That's why I do it, and that's why Plan to Eat helps me do it. Your subscription includes access to the Plan to Eat website and fully featured mobile apps on iOS and Android. And Plan to Eat gives you the tools to clip and organize recipes from any website, the ones your family loves and that fit your dietary preferences and needs. And you can create a meal plan around your schedule. Then what happens is the Plan to Eat software automatically creates an organized shopping list based on your plan. So sign up for your free trial at plantoeat.com slash timecrafting. That's plantoeat.com forward slash timecrafting. The coupon will be automatically applied to your account and can be used when you're ready to subscribe. It's valid for new customers only. Give Plan to Eat a try today. All right, we'll get back to my conversation with Natalie right after these messages. Okay, we're in the throes of a brand new year, a year of promise, a year of renewal, a year where we get a fresh start. But some things carry over from last year and the year before. Things like stress, things like overwhelm, things like anxiety. I know I feel it. And it's the kind of thing that can kind of get in the way for me having a really prosperous day, let alone year. And if there's something preventing you from achieving your goals that you've set for today or for 2021, then BetterHelp will assess your needs and help you out. They will match you with your own licensed professional therapist. And I have to say that I'm a big fan of what BetterHelp has to offer. With BetterHelp, you can connect in a safe and private online environment. It's incredibly convenient, so you're going to save time and energy in the process. You can start communicating with your professional therapist in under 48 hours, and BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it 
really easy and free to change counselors if needed. And the service is available for clients worldwide. You can find the particular expertise you need online so you don't have to limit yourself to counselors located near you. Counselors you may not be able to see right now. There are licensed professional counselors who are specialized in a wide variety of areas, including stress, anxiety, sleeping, grief, family conflicts, depression, and much more. Anything you share is confidential. BetterHelp is convenient. BetterHelp is professional. BetterHelp is affordable. You can check out all of the testimonials posted daily on their website, or you can listen to me because I've used BetterHelp and I am a big fan of what they offer. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp, not just me, that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. Now, I want you to get the same kind of benefits that I've received. I want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener of the Productivities Podcast, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash timecrafting. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health, myself included. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash timecrafting. Get better help today. When a new year starts, people really want to start new habits. They want to make things happen and they want to make improvements in their lives. Now, do you want to improve your health? But let's say you don't know where to start. Well, let's face it, there's thousands of health strategies available, but identifying which one works for your body is difficult. But according to MetPro, the key to seeing results is to master your metabolism. And I'm really glad that MetPro has jumped back on board to sponsor the Productivityist podcast. You see, at MetPro, your metabolism isn't some mystery. It's a data point. Armed with hard science, MetPro is your health concierge, delivering one-on-one coaching and personalized nutrition and fitness regimens. It's not just about weight loss. MetPro's coaches provide busy professionals, athletes, weekend warriors, and everyone in between with the support and education they need to live a healthier life. MetPro's team of experts has worked with the most recognizable name in sports, entertainment, and business. They've helped thousands of individuals transform their bodies by hacking their metabolism. Now, I'm getting back into MetPro as we speak. I'm about to start the program again, and I really enjoyed my process with them last time. I kind of fell off the wagon, but I'm back on, and I can't wait to share with you my results in the coming weeks. Now, recently, MetPro has launched a new tool that allows you to experience the same science and tailored strategies that their experts use. This isn't a food logging tool or a workout app. The MetPro app allows you to start tracking, analyzing, and learning what your metabolism responds to best. So if you're looking for a high-touch experience working with a metabolic expert, or if you want access to the tools their industry-leading coaches use, visit metpro.co slash timecrafting to take their assessment and speak with their team to learn which option is best for you. Again, listeners of the Productivities Podcast will also get up to one month free when they sign up. So this is a no-brainer. Head to metpro.co slash timecrafting and take advantage of this opportunity today. Now I've got a question for you. How did you choose which internet service provider to use? Now, the sad thing is most of us have very little choice because ISPs operate like monopolies in the regions that they serve. They then use this monopoly power to take advantage of customers. Data caps, streaming throttles, the list goes on. But worst of all, many ISPs log your internet activity and sell that data onto other big tech companies or advertisers. 
to prevent ISPs from seeing my internet activity, I protect all of my devices with ExpressVPN. So what is ExpressVPN? Well, besides being a sponsor of this episode of the podcast, ExpressVPN is a simple app for your computer or smartphone that encrypts all your network data and tunnels it through a secure VPN server so that your ISP cannot see any of your activity. Just think about how much of your life is on the internet. Sadly, every site you visit, video you watch, or message you send gets tracked by ISPs or other tech giants who can then sell your information for profit. And that's the reason I recommend ExpressVPN as the best way to hide your online activity from your ISP. You just download the app, tap one button on your device, and you're protected. And ExpressVPN does all of this without slowing your connection. That's why it's rated number one VPN service by CNET and Wired. So look, stop handing over your personal data to ISPs and other tech giants who mine your activity and sell off your information. Protect yourself with a VPN I trust to keep me private online. Visit expressvpn.com timecrafting. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S vpn.com timecrafting to get three extra months free. What are you waiting for? Go to expressvpn.com slash timecrafting right now to learn more. A new year means new ideas, new habits, but you can really adopt new ideas and new habits at any time of year. For example, if you're trying to find a new way to stand out to your customers or maybe make your employees feel extra valued, well, you trust Uber as a way to request rides and order meals from restaurants you love, but did you know about Uber's platform designed specifically for businesses? Well, I'm here to tell you about it. And over 160,000 companies use Uber for Business to improve customer and employee satisfaction, so they could tell you about it as well. You see, if you're having a hard time getting people to show up or stay engaged in virtual team meetings or events, you know, with vouchers with Uber for Business, you can add $20 to their personal Uber account so they can easily order meals through Uber Eats before the meeting. That means they go into the meeting satisfied and ready to go and not hankering for a sandwich while you're talking about things that are really, really important. Now, if you want to make your customers love your business even more, then you can offer them a voucher for a free meal or ride when they make their first purchase or spend a certain amount. They're going to remember that. And any company can sign up for free and immediately start delivering extra value to the people who matter most for their business. Yeah, you can sign up for free. And vouchers are simple to send and to redeem. Your business has total control over who gets them, when they expire, and what portion of the ride or meal you want to cover. Vouchers are shared via email or text and can be redeemed with a single tap. It's easy. And best of all, you only pay for rides they take or meals that they order. And did I mention any company can sign up for free? Yeah, they can. And right now, Uber for Business is offering companies a $50 voucher credit when you spend your first $200 with vouchers. Go to uber.com slash productivity pod to learn more. That's uber.com slash productivity pod for a $50 voucher credit. So again, here's that address, uber.com slash the word productivity and then pod at the end of it, P-O-D, and you'll get that $50 voucher credit when you spend your first $200 with vouchers. You can learn more there as well. Terms and conditions apply. So don't delay. Do this today. Go to uber.com slash productivity pod now. And now let's get back to my conversation with Natalie Sisson here on the Productivityist podcast. I want to talk about writing uh, because, I mean, reading is one thing, but you've also written. You've written a couple books to this point that have been released, but 
you've got, you've been working on something else, right? Can we talk a little bit about what you've been working on? Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to. <laughs> something completely different. Talk about throwing yourself in the deep end. <laughs> um, I would probably advise never to write a book based off a title that you blurted out one day when you're in a funk <laughs> and go, this is a great idea. Let's make a book out of this. Um, which is exactly what I did with suck it up princess. And I blurted it out loud to myself. It's like an inner voice that came out of nowhere and slapped me in the face. And I was like, Oh, this would be a great book. Uh, and then reverse engineered it. But it's been a really interesting adventure for me because it's been pretty challenging and ultimately super rewarding. It's more a, a part memoir, part coaching, part personal growth, nothing really to do with business. There, there are some insights in there, but there's no framework behind it. It doesn't have any tools in it, Mike, like, and you know how much I love tools. <laughs> yes. Uh, no tools. And it really, it's a lot about personal stories and times where I've had to suck it up and sharing really transparent, really vulnerable. And that's, I'm really excited for it to come out, but it's a very different type of book that I've never written before. And as a result, it's going through some more heavier rounds of editing, just because to be honest, I wasn't surprised when it came from the editors that might need a little bit more work, even though it's well written and I'm excited about it. I was like, yeah, because this was a whole new territory for me. And I'm, I'm, this is part of, you know, letting go of what you don't know. I'm happy to be guided on this and take the opinions of experts on how we can make this the best possible book. But it, it's, it's a book that just keeps on teaching me lessons. Well, and that's, it, it's interesting as you're talking about this, like you, you've been known as again, you know, in a, in a quote prior life as the suitcase entrepreneur for exploring, like expo now you're exploring from the same place. You're staying in the same place, but you're exploring in a different way. Don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. It's a really good way of putting it. Absolutely. Maybe doing more inner exploration and more exploration of the community at large and, you know, my own country and understanding that, but also I still have this beautiful global online community and all my networks and friends around the world, but I feel, yeah, maybe there's some more inner exploration that's going on and the world immediately around me. What do you think productivity at this point means to you now than maybe what it meant to you earlier? And, and let me like, let me give you an example. I think a lot of people mistake productivity for efficiency and being getting as much done as possible and in and, and as short a time as possible. And I, I, I'm going to preface this by saying, I don't think you think that. I know you won't have to know that. I don't. But, you know, over time, I think an experience and, you know, maturation that you realize that productivity is something maybe a little bit more nuanced. So if you could mm. look back and say, OK, well, this is what I believe productivity to be or being productive was. And this is what it is to me now. What are the differences, if any? Oh, that's juicy. I think you're right. I don't think I was one of those people, but I certainly prided myself on doing as much as possible and in short amounts of burst and being this super wonder woman who could achieve a ton. And I don't necessarily think I was actually that productive. I was just very determined and had a lot of capacity and energy to get a lot of momentum behind things that I did. And I think back then productivity to me was using tools effectively to reduce the amount of busy work you were doing, streamline your efforts more and allow you to delegate more effectively. These days, I just, I don't know, I just feel like I've grown up a lot around that. I've just hired an awesome digital business manager who lives in dreams systems and I'm just so happy and ready to hand it all over to her. <laughs> it's actually a real relief to not, um, be in the details and or looking at all the different ways we can optimize things. And I've probably realized that I'm not as detailed or organized as I thought I was. I'm pretty good. Like I've learned all that as part of my um, having to, but my natural place is from a strategic visionary 
um, content creation, deep thinking, um, action taking mode. And so it's really lovely to have somebody who genuinely lives and breathes systems. So for me, these days, it's about actually working fewer hours and working on the more important things and taking that time out to reflect, to read, to be in nature, to exercise, and actually that less is more. And I'm steadily wanting to reduce the amount of hours I work on the business and in the business to actually give myself more creative, reflective time, because I think that actually adds back into the business and give more energy to my students and clients. That's ultimately where I'd really prefer to be putting my time. So that to me is what I think productivity today is about absolutely using my precious time in the best possible way as an asset. And I think what what I've noticed too, as I've gotten more help, especially with the things that I don't want to, you know, kind of feel obligated to do, is I'm more than willing to let them tell me what to do. Even though it's like my thing, technically, I guess, I'm more than willing to have the podcast producer say, no, you need to do this. Okay. Like, <laughs> I'm, I, which I think has something to do with, with, again, that ability to let go of ego and go, okay, you know what? Like, they're in charge of this thing, so I'm going to do what they need me to do to be successful at it and therefore also not get caught up in the, okay, well, no, not get caught up in the micromanaging. Would you say that that's kind of happening for you as well? Like being okay with people? Yeah. yeah just tell me what to do and I'll do it. hundred percent, but not in a way that's like, Natalie, you need to do this, 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 and this. Right. Uh, because I've had that before as well. And that, that is actually, then you're being managed, which is fine, but it can also feel still just as overwhelming because you've got just as much stuff, but now somebody's telling you to do it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so what I really like is, hey, Natalie, these are the things we've got coming up. I'm managing this. I don't think this should be on your plate. What can I take off it? And are you able to do this? That is far more exciting to me Yeah. Um, because I still try to step in and do stuff and they'll be like, do you need to be doing that? And I'm like, no, I don't. And they're like, great, well, let us do it for you. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is... <laughs> I feel like it's, it's just taken a while to get there. I've definitely had great team members in the past, but I don't think maybe I was willing to let go or I was being an effective leader to help them feel like they had responsibility and ownership um, or I was too willing to give everything over and that like overwhelmed them. So I finally feel it's been a learning curve, but I found the right balance of the right people with the right skills who I've invested in and who are so willing to like make this their own. So before I let you go, um, what what do you think one action that an entrepreneur could take that would help them do more of the work that they love to do. Cause clearly you, you are doing that. And, and that's some of the stuff you talk, we're going to link obviously to the website and stuff, but I want to find it. Like if someone's listening to this and I know they've gotten a lot out of this conversation if rather, you know, and again, we, this is like us just, you know, shooting over like drinks. like We've done it before. Right. But what, what's one, What's one thing, one simple action they can take to say, hey, you know, like I want to do more of the work that I want to get paid to do more of the work that I love to do. What's what can I do to do that, Natalie? So I, I teach this as the fundamental foundational lesson in my 10K club because I think it's missed by so many entrepreneurs is quite honestly, you get you need to get really clear on your vision for why you do what you do. And the minute you do that, which for sure it takes a little bit of thinking and reflecting, but the minute you do that, this is why I do what I do and this is what lights me up and I'm best at, everything else doesn't matter. So then it's very easy to go, I shouldn't be doing this. I hate doing that. I have no reason to be doing this. And you actually come back to the things that you know you excel at and are in your zone of genius. And that's where you want to hang out 90% of the time if you can. So for me, most people are doing work that they don't love, that doesn't light them up. 
feel scattered and busy because they actually have never got clear on what it is that lights them up and why they do what they do. They don't have a really clear vision. So my biggest piece of advice would be go make that vision happen. I got one more question. I was going to end on that one, but, but we, we, we've, we've, we've talked, no, but we've got it. We, we talked a little bit about this and this is something I'm spending some time with too. Today, for example, before we recorded this, I spent uh, three hours with someone who I've talked with online before, but they now live here in Victoria and we had a socially distanced coffee on my back deck. The first day of autumn here, it's beautiful and sunny. I can tell you it's like 18 degrees and most, you know what that right. means <laughs> for my American friends. You'll have to ask Google because I can't do the conversion it's right now. Pleasant. It's pleasant. Mm. It's pleasant. Um, <laughs> we were out there for, I would say, close to three hours just talking wow. about business, getting, I mean, we've had some conversations, on, but just each talking about what, what lights us up, like you were saying, and the, and, and the things that we want to do and, and who we, how important is, do you find that you are spending more time or that you're giving more time now than ever before to just that that thought process, that's sitting with things and thinking and yes, obviously taking action on certain things, but just being more deliberate and more thoughtful as opposed to just go, go, go. Definitely. It's still a muscle that I'm exercising because I can catch myself and go, go, especially during launches. Mm. But uh, I think just being, as I said, on this land uh, in a community feel with a little bit more relaxation and time going a bit more slowly as it kind of does in New Zealand. It's pretty beautiful. It gives more time for me to reflect and um, really think deeper on some topics. And especially when I'm out like gardening or hiking with the dogs, I love getting lost in my thoughts. I've more and more not been taking podcasts or audio books with me and just listening to the birds and gazing up at the sky and just really getting lost in those thoughts because I don't think that's something that I've given myself a whole heap of time to do over the years. Right. So it feels pretty luxurious. And I also know how important it is to get lost in your thoughts and to allow the creative juices to flow because often on those walks or hikes or gardening are where my best ideas come from. Well, and that's the other thing too about gardening back to the gardening thing is, is that quote about feed the soil at the soil, feed the plants. That's if you want to grow something sustainable that you can feed your family. But if you're just trying to grow things on mass to send out, to be uh, you know, to feed a whole bunch of people, they say feed the plants. But then ultimately what's interesting is that if you, nurture the soil and let the soil do its job with the plants it takes longer for the plants to grow but boy do they taste good where if you're just feeding the plants it yes they're faster but they don't taste quite as good as if they had time to you know do what they do best right so there there's lessons in all of like the hike it would not be a hike if you um if you took <laughs> if you decided to say i have to get this hike done in 30 minutes like it, it, it just there's there's something else there. There's a layer there that you can't escape. And I think that, you know, I, the one, and I, I don't want to dismiss the the severity of, of the pandemic globally, but there I've heard from, from a number of people that there, some of the things that they've gotten out of this pandemic is a willingness to slow down, a willingness to be patient, mm-hmm. a willingness to take time because um, they understand that, they do have more of it than they than they believe in terms of um, being deliberate with it, as opposed to just rushing to get as much done as possible in as little time as possible. And and it sounds like you've, I mean, again, I don't think you've never thought this, but I think it gets crystallized more when when it's happening on a much larger scale, right? Yeah, 
And I will hold my hand up and say I didn't slow down much during it, but I think in some ways I was forced to, which was a good thing. Right. And I've I've definitely it's been nourishing for me in many ways, which may sound strange because we basically cocooned ourselves in our house and our property and land and just it allowed me to hunker down and focus on what was really important. And during that time, I launched one of my best initiatives in this 10K club, which came out of this uncertainty and chaos and crisis. Um, and now I've developed a sense of like certainty and foundation out of that. So I'm really thankful for that and have definitely appreciated being on this side of the world in New Zealand, um, where things are fortunately going really well because we took definitive action. But just everybody had to slow down mm-hmm. in so many ways. And I think that was one of the best things that has come out of this in amongst all the other stuff um, that I really hope that people do stick with because that slow pace, that slow burn that, you know, nature takes time to grow and then it really starts to flourish. So the start is small, but when you see it, it's impressive. So just taking a lot of cues from that has been really, really refreshing for me and trying to incorporate them into my business and life as well. Natalie, this has been great. Thanks again so much for taking the time today. Where can people keep up with you and your work? Thank you so much. It has been a blast. If, if only we just had a little cocktail there uh, <laughs> in person, socially distanced. I would love for people to actually come and check out my podcast, the Untapped Podcast, where we look at tapping into your potential and how to get paid to be you. And also find me at nataliesisson.com. I'm pretty much Natalie Sisson all over the social interwebs. So I'd love for people to come and say hi. Natalie, thanks again for joining me today on the Productivityist Podcast. Thank you.